Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy uh, Monday. I hope you had a great weekend, but uh, here we go. It was a pretty busy weekend. A lot of things going on. We could start this show off with so many so many different stories, but you're right. This story, we just, we just kind of glanced at and was like, wow, no one's talking about this. I didn't know that uh, the VA was processing benefits for illegals. Neither did I. And they were also doing it at the, uh, and, and who's suffering because of this? Veterans. Veterans, their benefits and things are being delayed. They've submitted stuff for the, to the VA. And apparently, this is from, this is from 2022. So this is uh, data that's a year old, but it's not that old. If they did it in 2022, what are they doing They're now? They're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, gotten bigger. Pete Hegseth uh, was interviewing a gentleman uh, about this, about the, uh, the way the VA is being used for purposes other than helping veterans. Concerned Veterans for America is one organization calling on lawmakers to investigate. Air Force veteran Darren Selnick is one of its senior advisors. He joins us now. Darren, nobody knows VA and VA healthcare better than you. This story's on foxnews.com right now. Break down what's happening. Is it really the case that when someone come, comes across the border illegally, in some way they're using the VA to get healthcare services? Hey Pete, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. It's happening, and I gotta tell you, when I found out about this a few weeks ago, it made me mad. And everyone I've talked to is a veteran, it makes them mad. VA's mission is to serve veterans, it is not to help ICE and the Border Patrol, which we have the documents which on, the, on their websites and from a memo, it's not to help them go ahead and process medical claims and pay medical claims and make it easy for the uh, unauthorized migrants to get health care and dental care. So what is happening is, and look, uh, as someone who's a former senior advisor in the Trump administration um, at the VA and an advisor at the White House, I would have stopped this. We would have stopped this because it's not right. The mission of the VA is to serve veterans, not to serve unauthorized migrants. And so what's happening is, and, and we have this from the Undersecretary of Health, he's put out in a video, which I've seen, hey, make it hard for veterans. Make it hard for veterans to go ahead uh, and get community care. But at the same time, they are processing for 2022, 161,000 medical claims and paying those claims for unauthorized migrants. Um, meanwhile, veterans are having a hard time getting health care. Uh, they're literally dying because they can't get mental health in a timely manner. Um, they, can't, they can't get cancer treatment. Uh, bills are being sent to them because they're not paying the providers on time. So it's making it hard for veterans. They've told the staff to do that, only default to the VA um, community care when you have to. At the same time, they're helping Border Patrol and ICE make it easy button. Easy button for unauthorized migrants, hard button for veterans. It's got to stop. Congress needs to investigate this. Uh, last year, Mayorkas said in testimony that they were working with the VA uh, to go ahead and do expand this, possibly in medical centers. We don't know exactly how deep this is. Got to be investigated. It's insane. Be stopped. That's uh, Darren Selnick from Concerned Veterans for America talking with Pete Hegseth on uh, Fox and Friends over the weekend. And uh, that's a sorry state of affairs. But I was thinking, Bill, you know, we played on Friday a cut uh, from the air marshals, and their job uh, was to follow people who were supposedly in Washington on January 6th. Right. They they Instead of being on airplanes protecting the passengers, they were in cars— tailing uh, people who 
were in D.C. on January 6th. So this administration is taking a lot of uh, groups like the VA and air marshals, the Border Patrol. Look what the Border Patrol is doing. They, they're in the, their job is not to make sandwiches and put people on airplanes and buses so that they can be shipped around the country. Their job is literally to protect the border. But with this administration, they're not, they're not allowed to do their job. And I got I got a no. cut uh, from Greg Abbott in a second. He talks uh, over the weekend about uh, what they're doing on the border. You know, they tried to a federal appeals court tried to get uh, uh, Texas to remove those big orange buoys that they have in the Rio Grande. Uh, they're right. like, like a string of pearls that go from one end of the right. state to the other, and um, apparently they're very effective. And uh, a, an appeals court uh, came out and said, no, you can't do that uh, because we're not going to give you a reason. And they literally didn't give them a reason. They just said no. Uh, th- that's what they're doing a lot nowadays, by the way, when they reverse a lot of these decisions. So they just don't give you a reason. They don't have to. Well, actually, they're supposed to, but they they don't do it because what are you going to do? Here we have the v- Veterans Administration. You would think their only purpose on the planet is to take care of veterans, period. End of end of uh, well, sentence. What you have to realize that any agency or branch of the government that is controlled by the Democratic Party is an arm and a tool. And they can they can use it and and sit there and deploy it any way they want to at their will. That's what they do. Just like the news, the media news, we know they're bought and paid for. You know, the, the, well, uh, proof, proof in point, over the weekend, I saw a couple of stories saying Biden's uh, another presidential first, like they were touting it and bragging yeah. it, that, that illegal immigrant, immigrants, since he's been in office, has now hit the, well, now we've talked about illegal aliens, four yeah. or five million people. No, no, no. Let's, let's get up into the, you know, uh, 19, you know, 20 million mark. I mean, more than several states of illegal immigrants. Now, they're not all illegal. There are some people that come across legally. Now, with that said, the the news changed over the weekend. Oh, no, no, it's, it's 500,000. I'm looking at the story right now. It's 500,000. Well, we know that's BS because you have that much coming across in a day or two. Well, you it, know? It, not, you're reading a story, and I have a story right here. Seriously. I, I yeah. wonder whether they, they do this to uh, to cloudy up the, the, the water, to make it so we Absolutely. can't. Absolutely. The foreign-born population of the United States has hit a record according to a new report that estimates 4.5 million immigrants have arrived since Joe Biden took office. That is a crock of nonsense, okay? That is bull. We know, yeah. like Bill said, uh, he, got a, he has a story in front of him that says 500,000. 500,000 yeah. that was yesterday and uh and also but the the true the true figure from what they say is about 20 million 24 million they they will yeah. admit to 12 million in the country so th- these stories are all over the place and do you know why bill seriously it's because mm-hmm. it's because nobody knows for real they they i heard um Ben Bergwam say in a news report, he reports on the border every day. He said the reason why you don't have a, a solid figure is because they have cameras along the border and the cameras are pointed in certain directions. So you see 
the people who are getting apprehended, and you also, from that angle, can see some that slip away. That's the gotaways as far as they're concerned. But what you don't see is the other angle from the camera, behind the camera, how many thousands of people are going across undetected. So they have no idea. And, and you know, Greg Abbott, you'll hear it in a few minutes, uh, he's proud of the border. He's proud. I mean, he's proud of what Texas is doing. And he should be because they're putting up fence. They have buoys in, in the Rio Grande River. They have barbed wire. They're doing their darndest to slow down. But what's happened is it's like um, the immigration crisis is like water. So you block up a portion of a hole and the water goes around that that blockage. It goes into Arizona, it goes into California, and they're still getting and I heard Carrie Lake saying that uh, Tucson is just a mess. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Let's go back to January 6th. Was it an insurrection or was it not? Well, in my opinion, in in my humble opinion, I think it was not an uh, an insurrection. Okay. Yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. So it was not an insurrection, and the insurrection was they they've also tried to tie election interference into it, which is a big federal offense, and that's a big no no, right? Election interference, mm-hmm. right? All right. So this story from a day ago. Uh, oh boy, the pay, play, page just changed, but. Uh, Democrats are uh, voting in GOP primaries. Now, they did this back in 2022, mm-hmm. but they're encouraged to do it this year because they say that might be the only way to take Trump out of the picture is by disrupting this from the Democratic Party. Let's I think, disrupt Bill, the Republicans by voting in their primaries. Let me ask you a question. You, you, That's election you, interference. I know. You remember during uh, the Antifa riots in Seattle and Portland, mm-hmm. And in Minneapolis, when they burned down the police station and they tore the, the city apart, um, was that an insurrection? I mean, that was more of an insurrection in my eyes than what yeah. happened on January 6th. Go ahead. But here's a case of, you know, we we call you out on something that you didn't do, that we are doing and we continue to do. <laughs> what a freaking bunch of hypocrites. And there's there, really the F word is appropriate, not well, the one that I used. Carrie Lake was talking about January 6th on uh, Maria's show yesterday, and she had this to say. About January 6th and the number of FBI informants who were in the crowd. uh, And now we're seeing this terrible treatment by some people who were just in Washington, had nothing to do with it. What's your assessment there? It's terrible what happened. I mean, this to me is one of the great injustices in American history. We have people who are rotting in this D.C. prison. Uh, Jake Lang, he's been there almost three years. He's never had a trial. He's rotting in prison. He's just one of dozens of upon dozens of people. And now we're starting to see this video pour out, the 40 plus thousand hours that Mike Johnson is finally putting out and he needs to put all of it out quickly. And we're seeing the treatment that these people who were just there protesting, peacefully protesting, we saw a grandmother being thrown down a flight of stairs by Capitol Police. We're seeing people being beaten by Capitol Police. Now we wanna get to the bottom of it because we don't want American citizens held as political prisoners 
and that's what we have right now. We've got to get to the bottom of this. The conditions inside that D.C. jail are medieval, and uh, we can't forget these men who are being held right now. They were uh, trespassing charges, and you're facing more than a year behind bars or eight years behind bars. Meanwhile, these pro-Hamas protesters who were uh, defacing uh, property like the White House and were in the Capitol got slapped on the wrist and all of their charges dropped. It doesn't make any sense. It's a two-tier level of justice, and the American people are wisening up to it. Yeah, and, and you also have uh, James Comer with me just a few moments ago talking about the weaponization, that they're getting stonewalled. The DOJ is, is playing politics and all of this. It's happening everywhere. You know, President Trump, I'm honored to have his endorsement in this, but he says it all the time. They're not really after me. They're after you. Right. I'm just standing in the way. That's Carrie Lake uh, with Maria yeah. Bartiromo yesterday about uh, January 6th. Um, you know, what I found interesting, I don't know that you heard this, the January right. 6th committee, their evidence, they've destroyed most of it. Yeah, yeah. But, well, because, you know, w- we wanted to see it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Because you can't, you can't give it up if you destroy it. Well, that itself is a criminal, uh, you know, and we need to document all of this. And, well, you know, this kind of ties in because I'm, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. A guy that came out of the woodwork back from the Clinton era, James Carver. Uh-huh. You know, this, the it, old yeah. country boy, but I'll tell you, he was just, you know, his... His country accent got you, and he just had a way with yeah, words. Yeah, you put horns was, in that guy, and he looks like the stereotypical image of Satan. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was dumb like a fox is what he was. But anyway, he claims that Mike Johnson and the U.S. Supreme Court are the biggest threat, Yeah, uh, bigger than al-Qaeda. Well, you know what, James? You know, whatever you think, because he, he thinks they're a, a, a threat to, you know— uh, you know, uh, to the Democrats. Well, what the real threat to the Democrats are, uh, bigger than that, is that we have a, I'll put it this way, ticked off. It's a better word, but I'll say ticked off American public. And you've got an angry crowd out here that is tired of everything they see going on. And, you know, as the old line goes from the old show uh, movie network, we're mad as hell. And we're not going to take it anymore. We see your lies. We know your lies. And we are done with it. And we're done with you, James. And we're done with all you lying Democrats that sit there. And even when presented with the truth and the facts, you still go back to your lie. You know, to give you an idea. It finally admits. To give you an idea of where these people are at. uh, I never could understand this. James Carville, who is a staunch leftist liberal uh, and has been for decades, uh, is married to Mary Matlin, who is a conservative yeah. Republican, supposedly. But I do think as I've as the years have progressed, I, I've come to realize it's just uh, it's just a game in Washington. It's just yeah. a game. Play the Where people. Where is she these days? Where is she these days? Uh, I don't know. I think she's probably given up on on the, the public, you know, the limelight, and she's probably living a life of solitude somewhere. But James Carville, it, it, he was always a flamethrower, always a fire bomber, and he, he, I oh, never, yeah. I never thought he was uh, accurate on any of his his uh, feelings about politics. But you know, they love to talk about him. He, he's a character too. You know, and well, I that's think that's how it, he got it across because he came across as that 
country bumpkin character. Well, he couldn't be lying. Hell yeah, he could. Well, he was a big Clinton. I think he was an advisor mm-hmm. to Clinton. He probably advised Obama, too, although I think Obama takes advice from people who are even more to the left than James Carville, if that's even possible. But, um, yeah, he was on with uh, – by the way, is Bill Maher doing a show on CNN now? Because I, I, I saw the uh, little bug in the lower right-hand corner of the video that accompanied audio from that interview, and it said CNN. I thought, well, you know, maybe he's got a show there now. It's, um, it's well, I ma- never really considered him uh, – Who, Bill Maher? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bill Maher's a leftist, though. He, he, yeah, I was going to say he's. But you know, Bill, he's been left to me, so he's at home. What's interesting is they, they tried to, they threw out a bunch of things, and and the conservative uh, media, they they jump on it. Oh, Bill Maher said something which was conservative. Oh, Bill Maher did this. Oh, Bill. They whenever they throw a tidbit of conservatism out there from these guys, the media jumps on it like. Oh, suddenly Bill Mars had an epiphany, and who? First of all, who cares? All right. Yeah. Secondly, it's secondly, that's nonsense. You know, uh, show me your friends. I'll tell you what you are. He's a leftist. He'll he'll be a leftist. His uh, heart is in that area, and uh, don't be fooled by that. Don't. It's just, just. It's just like clickbait. They throw a story out there yeah. that they can kind of embrace yep and and you know the right needs to sit there and quit running to these clowns but you know the right shoots th- itself in the footbill all, all the, time. the time look what they did with george santos well now santos is back well yeah but he's not back as a representative they expelled him on friday right he's, yeah so they- but here's the thing only the republicans can do something so dumb okay you may say well Santos lied about his resume. We talked about this before. Yes, he he did, and he got voted into office. And uh, but you know what? He wasn't. He wasn't convicted of a crime. No. And he didn't commit treason. Those are the two reasons that that have been used to expel members of Congress in the past. The two. Now let me tell you that 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 Democratic uh, what was his name. The, the teacher from from Wash, from New York who was a representative who pulled the fire alarm. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his yeah. name right now. Um, but he committed a crime. He was convicted of He admitted to it. He got, uh, I think he got a, a slap on the wrist and told to be a good boy. But he admitted to a crime. He's still in Congress. And there's no talk of, of expelling him because... See, well, he's a he's a Democrat, and Democrats don't shoot themselves in the foot. And here's why I say well, that, Bill. Go ahead. They are now the Republicans. Instead of having a four vote majority, they now only yeah, have three. three. Uh, there's one guy, Ken Buck, who is from Colorado. He is, uh, I guess, he's already announced that he's not going to run for re-election. He he hates Trump. He's a never Trumper. And he's, he's supposedly been. It's been said that he's auditioning for an anchor job on MSNBC. He wants to be the uh, Never Trump, the new Never Trump face on MSNBC. So there's another vote you can't count on. So now they only really have a two-vote majority, and that's about as fragile as fragile can be. I think it's actually worse than that. Why? Because, Bill? well, the reason I think so is I think that. You know, we talked about it, I think, touched on it Friday, that you have the 
completely controlled left Democratic Party, the ones that couldn't stand it, like uh, Tulsi Gabbard and stuff like that, mm-hmm. jumped out of it and said, right. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. Because they don't want to be sucked into that that whatever it is that controls that party. But it is cross-bleeding over into the Republican Party. So I'm here to say, like, these guys that are saying, ah, I'm going to jump out of the Republican Party, go to MSNBC, you were a Democrat all along. You were a wolf in sheep's, clo- uh, sheep's clothing, and, you know, your, your true colors are shown. We don't have a majority party. Look how they have been voting. We've never had it, and I don't think we have had a Republican Congress per se in years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, we had, what, 105, 105 Republicans voted to remove uh, Santos from Congress? Well, let's go that's back to... A, 105. That means, oh, by the way, guys like James Comer voted for it. Now, these are guys who, by the Comer was on, on um, Maria's show, I believe, mm-hmm. on the weekend, and he was complaining, he was admitting, well, it's going to be harder to get the vote to impeach Biden passed because we now we're down a vote. But yet he voted. He was one of those 105 morons, meatballs, to to actually vote for well, uh, Santos to be expelled. Let's see what would happen if we didn't uh, if we didn't vote to impeach San, uh, to expel Santos. Santos was a staunch. Now he he's a gay man from Long Island. Oh, he can't be a Republican. But he's a staunch conservative. He was a conservative vote you could count on. He believed in the conservative uh, point of view. So now he's gone. So that vote is mm. gone. You got clowns like uh, Comer who, and I'm so sick of seeing these guys on television. Every time they they turn a light on, you, they can they can go to their refrigerator for a snack at two in the morning, and if they open the refrigerator and the light hits them, they think they're on television. They do a a ten minute interview. These guys love to be interviewed. They, they want to be on television all the time. I'm sick of Comer telling me what they're going to do, what they're going to do. Now, what they're going to do to Biden is going to be a lot harder because they have oh, yeah. a, they have a smaller majority. Thanks well, to him. This is the week they're going to do it. Well, how are they going to do it? Because, you know, let's just say my hand, five fingers here. These five fingers are woke Republicans, and yep. if they vote not to, it's done, it's over, Biden walks, he slides, and we're idiots. Hey, Bill, <laughs> who is more impeachable than uh, Mayorkas? Mayorkas is that oh. Homeland Security guy who— uh, The American public every won the most— Every time he got on, on TV, he looked into the camera without blinking and lied. The border has never been more secure than it is right now, he said numerous times. And he did it unflinchingly, right to the camera, talking to America. He didn't give a damn if you knew he was lying or not, okay? Now, you would think Congress has got to impeach him. I mean, it it is a slam dunk. But yet they took the vote two weeks ago to impeach him, and it didn't pass. He didn't. He didn't get impeached. No, I guess they're bringing it up again this week. But I think it'll get the same result. It's like what do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Well, if yeah, and if if we vote to impeach and he doesn't get impeached, 
or even to continue the hearings, Biden wins, and that that exonerates him. And they go back, well, Trump's been indicted so many times. Well, Trump is not a felon, but they're going to make him one because they've got a stacked deck all the way through. But, you know, I think Tucker put it best when he sat there and said, you know, Trump actually became the candidate when the FBI went through Melania's underwear drawer. Actually, and when you think it, about it, it's funny you should say that because I had that audio right here. <laughs> That's what I President that. Trump. Well, I mean, you know, the New York Times had a, a piece. I think it was Jonathan Swan, um, smart, and uh, had a, a piece telling you what you already knew, kind of, but proving it with numbers that Trump became the nominee in August of last year, 2022 when the FBI went through his wife's underwear drawer in his house. Like, that was so insane that even if you're like, oh, I can't deal with more Trump, and he didn't actually do anything, and put Jared in charge, you know, like, there are lots of frustrations you could have about Trump if you supported Trump, and you could be disappointed. But the second the FBI raids his house on a documents charge, and anyone from Washington, as I am, can tell you that's, like, insane. Like every, that's like so common. It's not, if they're charging him for that, that's a joke. Where are the felonies he supposedly committed? I was led to believe he like murdered people and buried them in the Meadowlands. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the best they got when they did that. I, I know for a fact, and this piece showed it, but I knew it already. A lot of people are like, you know, I have mixed feelings about Trump or I don't want to deal with more Trump drama. But if this is allowed to happen, our system won't continue. That's so outrageous that, I mean, let's just stop lying about it. That's a political prosecution. You can't have that of the presidential frontrunner. You can't have that. We already did it with Nixon. You can't do that again. And so I think that's the key to his surge. I really do think that. I think he's right. I think he's right. I when they, when they went through uh, his his personal stuff at his house, I mean, what, what an obvious double standard, huh? They go through Trump's house and they tear it apart and they make it look like it's a, a raid of Al Capone's residence. And in the meantime, you have Biden with, uh, with documents in three separate locations. You know, uh, I think one was in Chinatown, one was in the Bi- Penn Biden Center, and the other was in a, a nice, uh, safe, secure uh, travel box in his garage. I mean, the cover wasn't even... It wasn't even taped close, and it's right behind his Corvette. And it's it's like you got to be kidding me. This is how, this is how you you do the. You don't have a a raid on on Biden's house. You don't tear his stuff apart. You don't have guys standing out front with uh, M4 rifles. It, it, you know, it's it's sad. It really the document is. charges against Biden are far worse than Trump. Now, I'm not even talking about the fact that you know Trump. The documents came while he was in office. They're trying to make, you know, a mountain out of a molehill on this. And they're searching for something other than what they say that they found. I think Trump has got goods on him, or at least they believe that he does. And that's what they're really looking for. And that's why this is stringing out so long. Biden, on the other hand, had stuff from his Senate days that he should have never, ever had and his vice president days that he should have never, ever had that were around willy-nilly everywhere, Chinese documentation of stuff, all kinds of leaked information that Biden had out of the White House and never should. I'm sorry, but this guy needs to be thoroughly investigated and to step down. But then again, you know, and that was the other thing. 
you know, kind of the, jumping to uh, the Gavin Newsom and the DeSantis debate. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, DeSantis said uh, uh, Carmela or Kamala, and uh, he corrected him, sir, that's Kamala. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's like, yes. you pompous yeah. asshole, shut up and answer some questions. But anyway, that's all we got. Carmela, there, I said it wrong. Sue me. <laughs> well, uh, Arizona, uh, you see where uh, uh, Carrie Lake, I, I think I mentioned that, uh, she she uh, she thinks that uh, the FBI informants that have been imprisoned in Washington, D.C. is an injustice. You know, she's 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 a talented lady who should be the governor right now. I think her election was stolen. I don't Bill, I don't know how they're going to I don't know how they're going to fix the problem. I don't think they have addressed the issue of the fraud as far as, you know, mail-in ballots and the, the machines. They've talked about it a lot. They had the, a uh, year and a half ago, they had that uh, big accounting in, in Arizona where they, TV cameras were there covering the, the people going through the ballots to see who voted for what. And it was proven then that there was some fraud involved, but nothing happened. The Senate in Arizona mm-hmm. did nothing. It's like, okay, yeah, there's uh, fraud here. Okay. Now, well, what do you want to talk about? It's like they, they just stopped addressing the issue. So she's, she's somebody who should be the governor. She's not. And now she's running for the Senate, and I don't think she's going to – I don't know. I think she should be – I, yeah. I, I think they're going to have – they're going to steal it again. They know how to do it. Oh, absolutely they know how to do it. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think she's going to get it. But at some point in time, you know, people are going, like I said, you know, you've got a, a ticked-off American public, mm-hmm. and we're mad as hell, and we're, we're not going to take it anymore. At least I hope we're not going to take it, because if we do, then what we get is what we deserve, and democracy is over. The, the famous Democrat, our democracy. Well, let's be clear. It is not a democracy. It is a D word that you're going for, friends and neighbors. It's called dictatorship. And it, hey. you know, Hitler ain't Trump. Hitler's Joe and the Democratic Party. Let me tell you what kind of a world we live in. A guy out in L.A. over the weekend, he's at home. I think it's uh, in the early morning hours. His, uh, his mother is in the house and mm-hmm. his child is there and he's there. And some hoods decide, I guess four of them decide to uh, break into his house and threaten his family, essentially. Uh, and the right. guy, ha- they happened to break into the wrong guy's house because this guy had a concealed carry permit and he had a weapon. And he shot at the burglars, killing one of them. And they think, they think wounding another. The other three got away, but one of them was killed. And so the police, they, they hurry to the scene. By the time they get there, the other three are gone. Okay, they've they've left the area. They wherever they where they came from, they've gone back to that because they're not there. And so, what do they do? They pull their guns. The LAPD pull their guns, and they arrested the homeowner. That's right, the homeowner who had a, a permit to carry, who was defending his mother and his child. They they arrested the homeowner, and I'm thinking. Only in America in 2023 can something like this happen. It is such an obvious, an obvious call. Uh, I mean, even when I was a kid, if someone broke into your house and you 
defended your family, uh, they would not arrest you. But if you saw the video that I saw, I mean, the, the cops are pointing their guns at the homeowner like he's the threat. I mean, they got him in, in, in by the way, they got him shackled behind his back. And they're yeah. still pointing their their weapons at the, the homeowner. Honest to God, I thought. Well, a lot of these law enforcement guys, go when they get in, they're protect and serve, and they march to the orders that they are given, whether they're right or wrong. Yeah, all mine here. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. carry out the altars as as you're told to do. Do not deviate, yeah. because if you do, you're out of here, and or you sit there and say. I'm not going to perpetrate this lie anymore, but a lot of people don't understand or don't know what America is all about. And but the Democrats are trying to change what it's all about, and that's all there is to it. It's it and we are close to those fundamental changes that you know, yeah, you'll still be able to go out and buy buy stuff and own something and do things, but the rules of the game are changing to where you are under complete control of the state. You are property of the state, and that's it. You are you're not your own free person anymore. You're dictated what you're going to believe, what you do, you know, all the way down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I, when I heard that story over the weekend about the homeowner, I thought to myself, you know, we live in a state. I live in Pennsylvania, as do you, Bill. It is a, uh, what do they call it? It has the castle law. Yeah, the castle law. Yeah, which is your home is your castle, and you have the right to protect. That's supposedly how the law is supposed to work. But the state is being controlled by a Democratic governor and a Democratic majority. And I don't think you can trust them to follow those laws. Do you? I mean— No, I mean, hell, I can go right down the street. And, and get the chief of police who, you know, and, and, you know, he's a good Republican friend, conservative friend. Mm -hmm. But he would probably be quick to tell you how just because you have a gun in your house and you are a concealed carry person and you are registered and somebody breaks in, how the dance goes around that and the rights that you believe that you have uh, has, have been so engineered to where you don't have them. You really don't. You think you have a privilege and right. a right. right. You don't because they have rules and ways and judges that take it the other way, and it's all under the auspice. Well, they have to have those because if not, you know, the, the real crooks, the real criminals out there would know how to dance around it, so that's to prevent them from that, and that's a bunch of crap too. Well, Criminals are criminal. You know, I, I don't know where we're going. Uh, I, I know that... If we lived in a fair society, if it, with a fair government, certain things should happen because well, those things are the right thing. You know, those are the things, the the legal things. But I I don't think it's I I think that uh, everything is being twisted and turned upside down. And, and uh, I mean that homeowner in in L.A. He's mm. you don't know where that's going to go. He's probably going to end up in jail. You know, just because he protected, they'll they'll charge him with manslaughter or something like that. You watch. What was that couple last year defending their pro property from all of the uh, protesters walking down and invading on their property? And they had. They That's had, right. That was in St. Louis. Uh, yeah. They, the nice house, and the guy was a lawyer. He was a corporate lawyer, 
and he and his wife went out on their property. One had he had a uh, uh, AR-15, and she had a handgun or something, and they arrested them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they got sentenced, you know. And so, and you know, there's a lot of things that I could talk about here, you know, and um, I I just wonder. Where were a lot of these guys that were uh, How guilty? about the guy on of- the border? Do you remember the guy on the border, Bill? Yeah. The guy on the border, uh, he I think he shot an, Im- an immigrant who was coming into invading his ranch and was trying to get into his house, and they arrested him for manslaughter or murder. Yeah. I mean, the guy was like 70. Where are they keeping? What, what do they call Republicans that are election deniers? Uh, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. All right. So, you know, they're conspiracy theorist. Uh, what's that? Uh, the D word, uh, the, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, there, there are people that are not denying a dissenter, a dissenter. Okay. okay. So you've got dissenters. So everybody that was part of January 6th are dissenters and I'm sitting there a thinking, dissident, a dissident. That's <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Yes. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So you got Gitmo. It's still open, right? Gitmo, uh, you mean down in Cuba? Yeah, it's still open. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think this administration is not keeping it or or is detaining what they call dissidents? Hey, I wouldn't put anything past. I wouldn't. I mean, put I wouldn't rule anything out. (laughs) Really? I mean, do they? I mean, what is it there for now? I mean, there are people on there are people on the on the right like you and I, who want, who want fairness, who think that the real bad guys, the real deep staters, should be put in Gitmo. But we don't know. We, we don't yeah. know. We know. Well, right now they control Gitmo, so I, we're the ones that could be locked up in it that's and it. go away. By the See way, ya. by the way, Bill, um, you should, we should point out here that the Internet is full of theories. I mean... Oh, Everybody, absolutely. what do they say? It's it's like uh, it's Opinions like are uh, like rear ends. They're like rear ends. Everyone's got one, right? Uh, and you have these people who are who are claiming things to be factual on certain different social media sites that you know darn well are a lie. You have to be very careful who you listen to. You have to be very careful who you believe on the Internet. You, you know, we all want to see justice and democracy prevail. We want to see the, you know, uh, the, the United States that we grew up thinking we lived in. We want that United States to be the real United States. But we, I don't think it is anymore. But we cannot allow ourselves to be dragged uh, by these unvetted un, uh, uh, mm. experts on the internet. You know, there are a lot of people out there who are doing programs, podcasts, and things like that. They have no expertise. They have no background. They have, they just got a microphone and started to talk. And then when they realized they, they started to build an audience, they embellished. They embellished. I'm not saying these are, are liars per se. I think they believe their own nonsense but uh, I don't think that they have the facts that they claim to have when they make these different, you know, statements about what's happening in D.C., the real story and things like that. I mean, I think that what's happening in D.C. right now, in my opinion, is exactly what we see. We have a corrupt administration. 
uh, just gutting. You know, the best way to describe our show is that we are a mirror of the truth, the real truth. Yeah. Not the, not the redefined or exaggerated truth, the truth. And that's it. And Bill, you and I sit down, we, we look at the news stories, and then we talk about those news stories, and we talk about how we feel about the news stories, but you haven't heard us say, well, here's what's really happening. So-and-so is in Gitmo, and he's in jail. I mean, right. this, is what, this is what some of these sites are saying to people, to, to, to desperate, well-meaning, honest, good people who want to believe in justice. And you know these people that they're talking about really probably should be in jail. But in reality, friends, they're probably not. I've heard people no. say on numerous occasions, well, you know, Hillary's really in Gitmo. Wait a second! I just saw her in, in uh, at a you know press conference in 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 uh, New York, and she looked I, fine. I heard the saddest statement over the weekend from a trusted friend of mine, but um, you know it, it was kind of true. You know when we were talking about, and I didn't bring it up because I try to I try to on the weekends divulge myself of anything political. Because yeah. now it's gotten to where whoa, hey Bill, what do you think about this? I don't right now because I try to, as soon as yeah. this program is over, I I have other things that I want to do and I need to do to make but money. But it's, hard to, money on it's hard to totally di divorce yourself, isn't it? No, you can't. No, you can't. It's, yeah. this is a marriage, and I, yeah. I realize it is <laughs> yep. a relationship. But we were talking about, well, Joe needs to go, you know. Well, you know, but I said, you know, we got Kamala. What are we going to do about that? And their comment was, well, you know, this is where it would be better just to have Hillary because at least she was smart. And I'm going, uh, yeah, but she wasn't smart enough to be surrounded by her own kind enough because that's where she failed. She she thought the machine was in place and was going to win. But, you know, I don't know how you compare Kamala to to. Well, you uh, know what gets me, Bill, is when people say, when you say that, right, well, you know, get rid of Joe and you get Kamala. And some people will say, well, they'll, we'll deal with that. And I think to myself, well, wait a second. That, How that, do you deal with it? That is a reality. You know, if you get rid of Joe, unless you have double impeachments, which I don't think you could ever, you, you'll never see that. I mean, if you, we're having a hard time getting one impeachment hearing, uh, mm. you know, voted on. But to think that they're going to get rid of Carmelo with an impeachment is a joke. So you are going to end up, whether you like it or not, with President Carmela Harris. Have you heard her talk? Holy oh, she smokes. did. A, she did a word salad over the weekend, uh, and I forget what it was. I have it in a text that somebody gave to me. I I don't even think I can get to it because I always put my phone on uh, do not disturb and silent, and I'd have to dig through it. But basically, you know, she did another one of her things with something her mother said that had nothing to do with anything about anything she was talking about, but. It got it got her to the point where, <laughs> well, she was she was asked a question over the weekend. This the buffer zone. You didn't answer her question on that. What is the question exactly? Uh, Israel has been suggesting creating a buffer zone in Gaza, Madam Vice President. What is the U.S. view on that? We have not weighed in on that. I mean, if you saw the video of her saying that, uh, it, she looks like a deer in headlights. They asked about a buffer zone between Gaza and, and Israel, which I think is a stupid idea. 
You know, right. you're just going to give the uh, bad guys a little longer walk to get to Israel, but they're still going to get across. And if mm. they can build tunnels into Israel, they can build a tunnel under the buffer zone into Israel. Uh, these guys have become expert at building tunnels. They say they have 300 miles of tunnel tunnels under Gaza City. Uh, that's another thing, by the way, Bill. Over the weekend, there was a complete respite and, and lack of talk of this major crisis in the Middle East. I mean, literally, uh, it was like, uh, okay, let's not talk about Israel this weekend. I know we were talking about it being the spark to World War III a week ago, but, you know, hey— Let's talk about hey football. You see the Steelers on uh, on Sunday, boy. They had a they had a uh, like a two hour delay because of lightning in Pittsburgh. Oh my goodness, that was. I mean, we have so many distractions out there. Oh we, yeah, we are being pulled in so many different directions. Well, you talked about war, Red Sea, uh, the USS. Uh, what is it, the Carney? Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Red Sea attacked over the weekend for nine hours, along with a lot of merchant ships out there. That <laughs> wait for for nine hours, Bill. Nine freaking hours! Now they they shot down three drones. What was the name of the group? It's not even a group that unbelievable. Uh, uh, the what is it? The uh, the Houthi or uh, the, whatever they're the Houthi. Yes, I'm on the USS Houthi. <laughs> no, no, no. It's 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 another group. Yeah, that hates Hamas. Oh, the Hutus. Hooties. The Hutus. The Hooties. Yeah, the Hooties. The Hooties. If you yeah. knew Hootie. <laughs> it was Hootie Hoo Day over the weekend. Yes. But they attacked the Carney. Now, the Carney is a pretty sophisticated ship and can see the stuff coming and take it out. But for nine hours, I guess they figured, oh, oh keep hitting it sooner or later. Something's going to get through. Yeah. But, you know, okay, who controls them? And we need to teach them a lesson right away because, as far as I'm concerned, that's an act of war. And retaliation is fit because they went after a U.S. naval ship. They went after innocent merchant ships in the Red Sea. Sorry. Got a, got a question for you. Um, you say nine hours. They, you know, we've talked about uh, the laser weapon that uh, we supposedly have on these ships now that, you know, I was thinking, first thing I thought of was for nine hours, you probably could run out of uh, defensive fire ammunition. I mean, like, uh, well, you yeah, know. Yeah, you could. But. but but with a laser, it probably is self-generating, and you probably don't have a problem with uh, running out of ammunition. My question is, was the other side, the bad guys, Iran and Iraq and the uh, Houthis and all these, were they doing this attack to find out what our defenses are for real? Probably, because here's the deal. You fly a drone. That drone, unless you've got a, a, a Faraday cage in it, mm -hmm. and it's got a sealed targeting thing to go to where it it would have to have protection mm -hmm. and it would have to have a sense of programming otherwise there's somebody sitting in a little little metal container with a screen and all of that stuff controlling that thing right yeah. and so let's just say you know like we know china has i think emp satellites right that they can beam down and take out power grids and things in our cities everywhere they could silence us in the flip of a switch, and this show would go just like that. It would. My question silent. is, do you think that we have the same thing? Yeah, I think, though, we have it in the form. Look, any any idiot kid can sit there and make a little electromagnetic pulse gun um, from simple stuff. You can make a little coil. 
you can go to a store and get a, uh, oh, what is it? The uh, the little, remember the little instant cameras that go, and then the, yeah. it tells you the light is on? Well, that kicks out a lot of voltage. You take the light out of that thing, you take that little electronic mechanism, and your little one-and-a-half-volt battery cranks out about 40, 50, or higher volts because that's what it does. Charged into a coil, that's as many EMP blasts. Now, that is a small-time thing, but... You know, up close. What you're saying can, is they probably could, they probably have equipment that can knock out cities. So say you've got a 50,000-watt generator on a ship, and it goes into a coiled gun. Have you ever wondered why, if you look at the new destroyers that we have, uh, there are very few windows on it? Mm -hmm. The new destroyers, the new ships that we see that are being, uh, that are in our fleet now, in the old days... Uh, you had glass all over the place, portholes here, porthole there. The, the, the bridge was all, uh, all glass. But if you look at the new destroyers we have now, they're all solid metal, all enclosed. Why are they all enclosed? Because they're probably one giant Faraday cage. Yeah, they, they probably are. are made to protect all of the equipment inside. Well, and, and that's a clue, too. I think I sent you when I was up north. I know somebody that works you know, on um, classified stuff. And they, they were very proud of the fact, and I never knew what the hell they were doing until somewhere, some way, somehow, somebody got in from, I think, the Globe and shot pictures of it. And, you know, it, yeah. it had the nose of the sub was off. Now, this guy was going, you know, he was sitting there. He was, he goes, damn it, I, I put that thing together. And we were told not to talk about it, and there it is. And I'm sitting there going, huh. You know, and, and the nose of the ship was off because they had put it into place. And, you know, I, I'm sitting there going, well, now I'm sure that but the gotta, other side knew about it, but this guy, everybody knows. This guy works in, in a place where every day for his whole adult life, he's probably told about the secrecy and the privacy and the confidentiality of all of this equipment, and, and you cannot let anybody, your wife, your kids, know about what you're doing here. He probably has to check in every day going through metal detectors oh, and security. Yeah. And yet, and yet some guy got a picture, a picture of that submarine that he's working on, and it's in the front page of a, of a paper. And, oh, yeah, and they, so I, they, I don't blame him. I don't blame yeah, him they, for being they, upset. They had certain terms and names wrong, but it didn't matter. There it was for all the world to see. Now, there was nobody working in the background, so that kind of tells you, I give you a clue as to, you know, what shift did it, but either way, it yeah. happened, and it's but, there, and that sh sub is set to launch in 2025. You say about the, the ships with the, the sealed cages and probably a Faraday. Yeah. Because what this thing was called, uh, you know, what it's for is basically the eyes, the ears, the navigation, everything there is to know yeah. about the functionality of that ship was right there for all the world to see. And I guarantee it that those ships that don't have the, the windows upstairs anymore, you know, there is something like that. You know what's interesting, that, Bill? If you're old enough, you'll understand this. Uh, if you look at the newest submarines that we have now, the ones that you're talking about, the ones that are coming out like now, they look like the old fictional submarine on 20,000 leagues under the sea, Captain yeah. Nemo. I mean, it's amazing how 
you know, everything old is new again. I mean, well, you know, you think it, you dream it. It means it can happen. So yeah. whatever you think, uh, look, Star Trek. You know, who thought we could explore space? Yeah, and but but we can, and we probably have the ability to do much more than we're doing right now. But I remember one time sitting there watching an old Star Trek thing going, wow, that's great. Look, they have digital clocks in the future. And it was the little thing that would, when they were going back in time, the little metal thing would flip up and flip up. You know what got me? Because, it, what but got, that's all they had then. Now they, they went and redid those old series. Yeah. And they changed it to a digital clock because they're going, well, this show looks old until you take that out because we could still beam. And well, you know, I used to look at the sliding, the automated door, doors. You know, elevators. Yeah, and I used to think, oh my God, that's so. They just walk to the door and it opens. I mean, now I now that happens when I go to the post office. But I mean, that's that's also remember the flip phones that we had initially. The flip phones that was the communicator. You know, only thing it doesn't do is it doesn't make the little noise. You know, but that would be funny to do. You know, beat me up, Scotty. You know? you know, the flip phone phone is back. Now they make those because now they've got it to where the, when it flips open, the whole thing's a screen and those screens don't break. But if, if you get one of those, I wouldn't. Yeah. But if you get one and the screen goes, they actually replace it for free. The whole phone? Well, if the whole phone. Oh, bad, the screen. I, I, the screen. Oh, really? That is, that's covered part of the, as the phone warranty. Because oh. you're only going to keep a phone a couple of years anyway, and a new gadget will come along. Do you know how controlled we are oh. and addicted to those stupid oh. phones? Oh, I've turned around and gone home to get my phone. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I, I can't travel shoot. to the store without my phone. I must go oh, back. Wait until, wait until you're going out of town. you got a five-hour drive, and you're an hour into it. Oh, oh damn, man. I... <laughs> So you take the next exit and you turn around and go back because you're not going to go there and be there. For Maybe 10 there's a Walmart and I get, a, I can get, a, I can get a, a, what do you call it, a uh, throwaway phone. A throwaway phone. phone, yeah, burner phone. Uh, I want to play something for you. Uh, you know the Chicago mayor. His name is Johnson. He's a new guy, and he's, uh, with all due respect, uh, Mr. Mayor, you're a fathead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you are. Tell us how you really oh, yeah. feel. The guy's a yeah. fathead. I want you to listen. He blames he blames the economy. He blames all of the woes that they're going through in Chicago, the immigration crisis, everything. He blames it on the Republicans. Listen. You know, what we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. And their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this that particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's raggedy. It's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. I mean, this guy's a fathead, okay? This guy is, to even go into any long dissertation on how wrong he is would be a waste of good airtime. But I will tell you that, you know, he's living in a city where it, it's actually safer to be walking through the streets of Baghdad than it is to be walking uh, through Chicago in some areas because 
they have more shootings and deaths. It's terrible. And the people who are suffering, by the way, are the minorities. The minority mm-hmm. people are suffering. So some of his constituents, they got in front of a microphone on uh, Saturday, I believe, and they had a few things to say about the Democrats and their convention, which I think is going to be in Chicago this year. Listen. For them, you're going to have the same office for us. That's right. You don't hear any other community talking this plural talk. They strictly speak for themselves. The Chinese in Chinatown speak for Chinese, right? The Greeks in Greek town speak for Greeks. The Hispanics in Little Village speak for Hispanics. Rightfully so. And black people speak for black. Oh, yes, sir. Black Americans. We're not African American. We're not people of color. We're not black and brown, minority, BIPOC, none of that. People, no, none of that. Strict, this is about our people demanding the resources, just as you're giving these people, these newcomers who are walking into this country. And sister's correct. How do you take a new group of people that have paid no taxes, can't vote, and you put them in front of the voters? I'm not going to pay them no damn taxes. And so we say this to you, Mayor, Governor, President. If you think that they're that powerful, that you have to acquiesce and answer to them over us, then you tell them to vote for you in these next elections. You tell them to support your Democratic National Convention. We're going to show you how, how we feel about the Democratic National Convention. Thank you. If you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic National Convention in the city of Chicago while our people starve it, That's right. stay tuned. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said, if you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic National Convention in Chicago while our people are starving, stay tuned. Well, you know, I think I heard something else in there because he referenced taxes and they don't pay them and we do. That is, to me, like a threat of saying, well, I guess we don't have to pay taxes anymore. Well, I mean, look at what's happening. They get, and they, I don't they, blame them. They're talking about the Biden administration. Folks, you thinking of taking a trip to Yellowstone with your family to enjoy the scenery and to take in nature and just be back to that peaceful environment, you know? Well, think again, because the Biden administration is talking seriously about having the illegals uh, settle in our national parks. Maybe it is time for Yellowstone to blow up. So get out of there. <laughs> let them, you know, let the let the administration have it and take all of his uh, his new voters with him. I don't mean to say that in a mean way. It's kind of a. I just find it amazing that uh, they are oh. taking everything, every single thing that is decent in our government and they're twisting it everything yeah. our security was decent strong uh border security we had we had borders we were a country we actually had a, a defined territory i mean yeah. i don't know why mexico just doesn't say hey, look it you're not using the border anymore so we're going to take texas you know they also said over the weekend that uh mexico is actually acting like a cartel in many ways and that they are uh, funneling the people into the United States, they are—they have a system in in place that that is a government system, that is a Mexican system that's channeling these illegals into our country like a cartel. Well, look at our uh, our friend that uh, that uh, arrested Floyd that got stabbed twenty two times by a cartel member that was actually. Uh, 
an FBI operative, too. So. F- yeah, FBI, uh, what was it, an informant? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, real quick, Rachel Levine got a new job. Transgender official is now a custodian in the case against Alabama's sex change, uh, change ban for minors. The judge is forcing Levine to become a custodian because, well, she, him, whatever, is close to the legal proceeding subject matter. Maybe advantageous, but it opens uh, Rachel, of course, up for many other things, too. For example, the DOJ has been attempting to stop Levine's emails from being exposed in the legal proceedings. However, hey, it has been unsuccessful. How, how much is he concentrating or she concentrating on the job? It, I, I don't I mean, every time you speak of Rachel Levine, you speak of Rachel Levine as being a transgender. All right. How about Rachel Levine being a doctor? How about Rachel Levine being qualified to do the job? But I, I, that's not why they. If I were in, Rachel Levine, I would be insulted by that. You know, that's you not are why, a doctor. That's not why they put these people into position in the Biden and administration. Rachel knows that. Rachel knows that. And Rachel's agenda is not uh, the degree as a doctor. Probably doesn't even remember half the crap you're supposed to know. No, it's more focused on the transgender agenda. And that is all there is to it. The game over. Well, I'll tell you what, I was looking at the clock. We have... uh, we're flying here. Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff I was going to play, and uh, we'll have to save it for tomorrow because we're running out of time. If you want to uh, contact us, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Please tell your friends about the show. Maybe pass them a link to the show so that they can, uh, if they don't already listen, they can start. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Hey, it's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and Jim and Bill at mail.com. We got all the bases covered, really. It's amazing. They really do. But you know what? The, the important thing is, you know, we are on Facebook, too. You can look for It's Another Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, go in, uh, like us. We want to be like, we yes. want to yes. be loved. <laughs> anyway, uh, like us and share us with a friend. Uh you know what? And I'll be honest with you. I'm not the best social administrator on social media. Maybe we can get a volunteer that would go, yeah, you know what? I'm a friend of the show, you know, and if we know that and trust you, you could help us out on that. So yeah. uh, without any further ado, uh, Mr. Knight, if you would. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. <laughs> the Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>